The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome back to the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks team coverage podcast, formerly known as Hoop Ball Hawks. We cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live from Atlanta, Georgia, several, several hours away from tip-off in the State Farm Arena as the Hawks will get their revenge against the Orlando Magic tonight at 7.30. And everybody remembers last week's Orlando Magic game. And last week in general was a week of ups and downs, a lot of downs, a lot of downs. Um, since we last recorded, they took on the Grizzlies and had five starters out, sorry, five players out in general, no Trey Young, no Clint Capella, no Bogey, no DeJounte Murray, no John Collins. And they went to Memphis that did not have John Morant that night, but did have Jaron Jackson Jr. who was swatting pretty much everything and everything was clicking for the Grizzlies their role players and reserves that night and it's a game that Hawks fans will not speak about I mean we had we were down five players it was what it was they didn't get beat because of a lack of effort they gave effort it was just not their night don't have the same amount of depth and talent as far as compared to the Memphis Grizzlies which is why they were pushing for the NBA finals last year and we weren't um so it's a game that we're just not really going to talk about. We're not going to talk about nothing significant in that game. But you, but I know that I thought, hey, you know what? They take on the Orlando Magic the, the next game. They should get people back. And they did have Bogey back. They did have Trey Young and Capella. So if you're like, you know what? Hey, that surely they're going to go down to Orlando and get a win. And then you watch the start of that Orlando game and they give up 50 points in the first quarter. The most out of any team in the NBA this year. No team has had a 50-point quarter this year. And the team that does is the Orlando Magic. And it's against the Atlanta Hawks. That, yeah, they were without John Collins and DeJounte Murray. But you had Trey Young, Bogey, Capella, DeAndre Hunter, Jalen Johnson, A.J. Griffin, the players who have been pretty much contributing since the slew of injuries have begun. And you lose in just poor fashion, poor, poor fashion, you lose. It's now they did play much better. After the first quarter, they made efforts to try to come back and they did. They were down by as much as 29 points. They did get within striking distance in single digits, but a play here, a play there. Uh, and the Magic did help them a lot, especially in that second and third quarter. Their shot selections were not as great as it was in the first quarter. The Hawks defense did tighten up, even though they gave up 135 points. <laughs> That game, it did tighten up because I mean, to give up 50 points in the first quarter, 
and they score 135 in totality in the game, it means the defense did get better. It did. It did. But it was still a very disappointing performance, to say the least. Now your Hawks are really after that. I mean, they're, they're a game below below 500 after that. I mean, and it was the first time they've been under 500 since last March. So certainly a low point in the season. Definitely one of the worst performances of the season. That is, you know, probably putting it lightly. I mean, that first quarter was just awful. Absolutely awful. I mean, they play defense like people taking tickets at the movie theater. Check it. Just let them through. Just let them through. It wasn't TSA in Atlanta, I'll tell you that. They did not take on that spirit in Orlando. They were more so ticket takers at a movie. Just just terrible. Just about as low as you can possibly get. Like I said, you gave up 135 points. 50 points in the first quarter. You pretty much won every quarter after that. You scored 40 points in the second quarter to try to get in striking distance going into halftime. You won the third quarter, and then you tied in the fourth, which is the reason why you didn't win. You did not finish the game. Well, you didn't start the game well either. And then when you look at the numbers of that game, Bogey didn't have a bad game. 6 of 14 shooting, 3 of 9 from 3, 17 points. Five rebounds, three assists. Trey Young was not great. I mean, he had 19 points, so he scored more than Bogey, but six of 15 shooting, one of five from three, six of seven from the free throw line. He had 16 assists, so getting the ball out and five turnovers, so assist to turnover ratio, okay. I don't like five turnovers, but I mean, when you have 16 assists, it doesn't look as bad. Jalen Johnson had nine points. Added four blocks. Uh, DeAndre Hunter had a really good game, and he's been getting in the rhythm the last couple of games. Uh, he had a good game against the Grizzlies. Offensively, he had a good game against Orlando. Uh, offensively, he was the leading scorer. Like I said, 25 points, 6 of 14 shooting from the floor, 4 of 9 from 3, and the most impressive thing was that he had 10 free throw attempts, and he made 9 of them. I want DeAndre Hunter to be this aggressive all the time, get to the free throw line. And some people think aggressive means shooting more shots. Not necessarily. Trying to force yourself to the free throw line is, is a form of being aggressive. And that's something that DeAndre Hunter needs to unlock in his game. Because look, twenty if you get twenty five if you get twenty points a night from DeAndre Hunter and he's getting to the free throw line six times a game, this is a drastically different Hawks team. It's a drastically different Hawks team. They are pretty much featuring him as the third score in the lineup most nights. Getting to the free throw line is only going to help the team. So that was great to see there. But like I said, 25, six rebounds, three assists. Had the highest plus minus on the team. He played the best out of anybody in Orlando that night for the Hawks. A.J. Griffin had 15 points, six and nine shooting from the floor, three or four from three. I thought he had a really good night. Added two rebounds and a block. Okongu off the bench at 15 and 11 with one steal. So a good night from him. He had eight free throw attempts, made seven of them. That was a positive as well. 
And then some scattered points here and there between Holiday, Forest, and Culver. They, all three of them combined for eight points. But just a, just a game that was just utterly disappointing. I mean, you allow the Magic to have eight players in double digits. Three of those players scored more than 20 points. Uh, Paolo Banchero had 20, Franz Wagner had 24, Bobo had 21, and then a highlight reel crossover dunk. That was pretty nice. Uh, Wagner's brother had 17, Mobamba off the bench had 11, Cole Anthony had 13 off the bench, and Terrence Ross had 11. So it was just a great team win from Orlando. Like, you, you can't take anything from them. Yes, you can take something away from the defense that the Hawks played. It was terrible. But you have to tip your cap to Orlando. You have to. Because when you look at the numbers, I mean, from a bird's eye view, yeah, we got out-rebounded. We got to the free throw line 27 times, which is more than our season average. 34% from three above our season average. 50% from the floor shooting. 30 team assists. Move the ball around. 13 turnovers, not terrible, but 19 points were scored off those Hawks turnovers, which when you look at the outcome, they lost by 11. That's a slight difference maker outside of that first quarter. 19 fast break points for Orlando compared to four for the Hawks. That's a difference maker. You won points in the paint. So really just letting them get out in transition and scoring and not protecting the rim and too many times they were open shooters beyond a three-point line, and they were making their three-point shots. I mean, the Magic shot 44% from three, made 16 out of 36. The first quarter, it seemed like everybody was getting an open three-point look. Everybody. Weren't closing out. They were moving the ball very well, playing great team basketball, finding an open guy, and the open guy happened to be behind the three-point line. And, shoot, in. So just a very tough game, very disappointing from the Hawks. So certainly they go up to Charlotte. I'm like, yeah, they have to, re they have to rebound. Trey Young didn't play but great. Bogey, he played okay. Wasn't a crazy outburst of points, but giving him a pass coming from that knee injury and still, you know, even though he's gr giving us great performances, this is a guy still coming off injury. So 17 points is still solid. And then you see the game from DeAndre Hunter and A.J. Griffin. The key is you got to get more from Trey Young. You got to get more from Trey Young. There's no DeJounte Murray that's shoulder to load. Your glue guy and John Collins is not out there. You have to step up. And to make matters worse, you lose Clint Capella in that Orlando Magic game. Now he has Achilles soreness right now. So no Clint Capella. It looks like it's going to be for about a week or two. So it just continues to go up and down and a lot more downs for this Hawks team. So how did they respond in Charlotte? We'll talk about that after this quick plug. Okay, listeners, it's time to talk a little fantasy hoops. Now, I don't know about you. I'm in several fantasy leagues and every fantasy league that you are in, you have a rival. Pokemon, Ash Ketchum had Gary. And I know you have your Gary out there. So it's time to beat Gary and get the insight that you need to take your stuff to the next level and win a fantasy basketball championship. Do you remember who led you to top?
Tyrese Halliburton, DeJounte Murray, Terry Rozier, and Mikhail Bridges before any other rank list, I know which one. It's the Brewskis 150. And you probably turn those huge wins into some cash or a fantasy basketball championship. This year, the Brewski 150 is on sale for a limited time. And Ethos 360 subscribers can get access in less than a week. Head to sportsethos.com and click on the premium tab to grab membership information or the draft guide today. And yes, to answer your most important question, the Brewski 150 is included in both options. Check back daily for more new features and go dominate your leagues. Beat Gary with the help of Sports Ethos. All right, we are back. The Hawks lost to Charlotte earlier in the year at home, and it was a very, very disappointing loss. Very disappointing loss. Still kind of mad about that loss. Like, it, it could have gone way better. But you know what? It is what it is. Hawks had an opportunity to get their get back on the road in Charlotte, and now the season series is tied 1-1. Hawks went up to Charlotte and took care of business, won 125-106, played great defense, great team defense. I mean, you you held a team that shoots the ball really well from three to 35% from three that night, that's a win. You held a team under 40% from the field, that's a win. Yeah, you, you let them out rebound you by two, but that's marginal at this point. Uh, and without Clint Capella, rebounding is going to be easier said than done. The Hornets really dominated on the offensive glass, fifteen to four over the Hawks, but it was not a factor. It was not a factor in the game. Uh, Hawks moved the ball well. They first they forced turnovers and scored twenty two points off of thirteen turnovers from the Hornets. Uh, they gave up points in the paint, but like I said, without Capella, it it was going to be tough. But just like last week, this Hornets game, even though you see the score, 125-106, it was an up-and-down game as well. The Hawks were up as much as 24 points. <laughs> Let the Hornets have a really good third quarter to get back in the striking distance. And I think within two points. It was within two points. And then you held the Charlotte Hornets to 14 points in the fourth quarter and dominated the rest of the way. And then after being up by 24, the lead cut to two. You get the lead back up to 24 at one point in the fourth quarter and end up winning by 19 points. So up and down like last week, no surprises there, but it was a really good team win. I mean, we shot the ball very well, just under 55% from the floor. It was probably one of our better three-point shooting nights. 15 to 29, shot over 51% from the floor. Almost 52% from three, sorry. 52% from three almost. You get 34 free throw attempts, so you get into the free throw line. They were aggressive. You make 82% of your free throws that night. Just a very, very good team win, and it was led by Trey Young. Trey Young got it going. He got it going. He did. He looked at his last performances, I'm assuming, and said, you know what, I got to be better. And he was better. He was. He was aggressive, especially scoring the ball. Like, he did get his assist. He got nine assists 
on Friday night, but 31 points, 8 of 18 shooting from the floor. Much more efficient than we, we, we've been seeing. 2 of 5 from 3. I like him shooting about 5 or, five or 6 threes, 7 at most. But 2 of 5, that's a good percentage. He got to the free throw line 14 times, made 13 of them. That is terrific. Four turnovers, I mean, he's, he's the primary ball handler. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. But 31-9 in how you played really set the tone for the rest of the team. Naaman Miller made a change. Bogey's been coming off the bench. He put him in a starting lineup and in a start. And we talked about it on this program before. Historically, Bogey has played much better coming off the bench. He averages more points, more assists, higher field goal percentage. He does much better off the bench than starting. But with how things are, and it's not to say A.J. Griffin hasn't been playing well. They probably want someone who can get their own shot at this point with the injuries on this team insert them into the lineup for offensive purposes. Now, will this lineup hold? Because the lineup was uh, Trent Forrest, Bogey, Trey Young, DeAndre Hunter, and Okongwu. That was the starting lineup. Will that be the starting lineup tonight against Orlando with all that size in the front court? I don't think so. I don't think that will be the starting lineup because that's a big team in Orlando. That's a pretty big team. But the Hornets don't have as much size. So, Naaman Miller made a change, and the change worked out. Bogey in his start had 28 points. He had the highest plus minus on the team. He was plus 22. He was on fire. He was literally on fire, especially shooting that ball. And at the 28 points, he was 9 of 14 from the floor. Seven made three-pointers. Seven of 10 from the three-point line. He's the main reason why they shot very well from three. Seven of 10, uh, and he was almost unconscious at times. Unconscious from the field. He got to the free throw line five times, made three of them, added nine rebounds to his total, had four turnovers, but hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. We're going to take his scoring. We're going to take the rebounding and the effort and to help bolster that offense, and it did. Hawks scored 125 points. Trey Young and Bogey were the main reasons. DeAndre Hunter did cool off this game, but he was plus 10 in the plus minus. He had 11 points, 3 of 8 shooting from the floor, 0 of 3 from 3, 5 of 6 from the free throw line. So got 6 free throw attempts again. So that was a positive. That was an absolute positive for DeAndre Hunter. I like seeing that. Two rebounds, one assist, one block. Congo in the start got 7 points, 7 rebounds, 2 blocks. Got to the free throw line 4 times, 3 or 4. Not a bad night from him. Uh, Forrest had 6 points in the start. Added five assists and five rebounds, only one turnover. So great assist to turnover ratio for Forrest in the start. And off the bench, some unsung heroes. Hawks had six players in double digits. We mentioned the three, Hunter, Young, and Bogey, and then three bench players. Frank Kaminsky was a surprise. And not really a surprise. He was coming off injury and had been playing. He played pretty well in that Memphis game, especially shooting the ball. He played well. A lot of people still don't want him on the court because he can be a liability defensively. And I agree with you. He is a liability at times defensively, but can really be a really good offensive player when needed. Uh, 12 points that night, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal. He was plus 17. 
He was four or five from the floor, two or three from three. Fritz Kaminsky used to play for the Hornets, so maybe it was some added motivation to play well against your former team. But it was a really good performance from him off the bench. Probably a confidence-building performance. And even though we don't want to use him for extended minutes like we have to right now with injuries, if we need a stretch big in limited minutes that can shoot the ball, especially from three, Frank Kaminsky seems like he can be slightly reliable. Slightly, I'm not going to say fully reliable uh, because I don't want to get cooked on defense, but it was encouraging to see that, to see this player step up. Uh, A.J. Griffin with another solid night. He had 13 points off the bench, 5 of 8 shooting from the floor, 3 of 6 from the three-point line, added 2 rebounds and 2 assists. Aaron Holiday with a good game off the bench. He had 11 points, 3 assists, 2 rebounds. He was 4 of 7 from the floor, made his lone three-pointer, and was 2 of 3 from the free-throw line. Jalen Johnson off the bench added 4 points, 5 rebounds, 2 blocks, plus 9 and a plus-minus. And the only other player to score off the bench was Tyrese Martin, who got in garbage garbage time uh, once the game was well in hand and had two points. But a great, great team win. Uh, really great bounce back game from Trey Young. I mean, I would guess you would say a bounce back game from Bogey going from 17 to 28 is bounce back. Uh, so another great game from Bogey. He continues to play very well. I mean, and when you look at his numbers to start the season right now, um, it's ridiculous. Right now, he's averaging 19 points, four rebounds, two assists. He's shooting 45% from the floor this year, shooting 42% from three this year, 83% from the free throw line. He has really taken off. He's definitely healthy. And... I'm really excited to see him continue to progress. And then once everybody is healthy, to have that spark off the bench with A.J. Griffin in a fully healthy lineup for the Hawks. And then seeing some of these other players step up. This team is really going to be in good shape. Now they're 15-15. and 15. They're 8th in the Eastern Conference. Yes, I hate that they're 8th and I hate that they're 500. But they have a chance to get over 500 by getting revenge against the team. That embarrassed you last week in Orlando. You have a, you have an opportunity. You really have an opportunity to get your get back. Get your get back. Uh, before I move forward to the Orlando game tonight, looking at the Hornets. Hornets had four players in double digits. Lamelo Ball had a good game, twenty-seven points, three assists. He was he was nine of eighteen from the floor. Knocked down seven three-pointers. So a good game from him. Uh, wrote Scary Terry had 10 points. Not an efficient 10 points. Uh, Nick Richards, who seems like he always has good games against the Hawks. He had 13 points, 11 rebounds, and two blocks. Kelly Oubre off the bench had 16 points, seven rebounds. One block, one assist. And then after that, it was just players. Uh, JT Thor was nine. Um, Mason Plumley had eight points, seven rebounds, two assists. Two steals and a start. Gordon Hayward's first game back of the season. He had nine points, three of nine shooting from the floor. Added five assists, three rebounds, two steals and a block. Uh, but just not a not a great night from the Hornets. And we're not complaining about that here uh, on our program. We're not complaining about that at all. We do not like the Hornets. They're our rivals. 
And the Hawks needed to win. The Hawks needed to win. They got it. Uh, the, the Hornets just did not play well offensively. And that is a tri- tribute to the defense that the Hawks played. The Hawks just played much better defense on Friday night. So hopefully they can ride that momentum into tonight's game against the Orlando Magic. Like I said, it's probably going to be a bigger lineup than they played against Charlotte on Friday. And certainly they have to. When you think about Bobo and Mo Bamba and the, and the Wagners, Palo, I don't know if Wendell Carter is going to be able to go again tonight, but that's some size there. There's a lot of size on that team. So I don't think a smaller lineup will work because you have to think about protecting the paint. You have to think about protecting the paint. So we'll see what lineup Nate McMillan rolls out, but I expect the Hawks to be very focused and fired up for this game. I think DeAndre Hunter is going to be the key. He has had some really good games this year against the Magic. And then having a fallback performance Against the Hornets, I expect him to be aggressive, try to get himself to the free throw line like he did against the Magic, and really add to the points scored by Trey Young and Bogey. I think A.J. Griffin's going to be huge this game, and the defense of Jalen Johnson and Congo are going to be pivotal for them to end this six-game winning streak for Orlando. Orlando is hot right now. They're a hot team right now. They're playing with a lot of confidence. Six-game winning streak that I just mentioned. We've gone against several teams with winning streaks and a few of them coming to State Farm Arena, and we have not done well. Uh, most notably when the Celtics came into the State Farm Arena on ESPN, and they were on a seven- to eight-game winning streak and blew the doors off of us. Blew the absolute doors off of us. So this is going to be a confident young team that's playing well. They're feeling good. They're feeling themselves. Uh, the Hawks got off the snide and won in Charlotte. And then you have that extra motivation to beat these guys at home. So it's going to be a really interesting game to watch. If you guys think, hey, it's Orlando, we're not going to watch it. They're not supposed to be good. They have some young guys on that team. So do not sleep. The Hawks are not asleep. They're wide awake on this team. Trust me. They just let that team score 50 points in the first quarter and score 136 on them. This Orlando Magic team can score. So defense is going to be pivotal tonight. Protect the paint. Stay attached to shooters. <clears throat> Moving the ball around. Being aggressive. Attacking their defense. There's not a, they're not a great defensive team. Attack their defense. Even even though they're on a seven-game winning streak, I mean, six-game winning streak, the Orlando Magic, they still give up more points to the opponent than they score themselves. So that should tell you something. Attack their defense, be aggressive, defend, keep them out of transition, take care of the ball, and you should win this game at home. You should. The Hawks have a few games at home, home this week. Every game this week is going to be at home, which is great. So they get some time to get some rest, relaxation, see if they can get John Collins back this week. Um, Hopefully we get updates from DeJounte Murray. Maybe he comes back in a week or so. Uh, See how Clint Capella is progressing. I don't expect him to play this week at all. But we will see. 
we will see. So it's good that they have they're, they're going to be at home. They're not going to have to travel. Uh, their games this week, they take on the Magic tonight in a revenge game that I mentioned. And then the Bulls will be back in town on Wednesday to try to get their revenge after A.J. Griffin beat them on a buzzer beater. I'm sure they're going to be highly motivated to play well that game. So that's going to be a really interesting game to watch on Wednesday night. And then their next game before Christmas is taking on the Detroit Pistons on Friday night. So three pretty winnable games, uh, even with the injuries. Now it's just a matter of what's the mindset, how they defend, are they going to play team basketball? And truly, they go as Trey Young goes. Trey Young was flat against Orlando last week. They took an L. Trey Young wasn't present against Memphis. They took an L. Trey Young got it going late in the game against uh, Chicago last Sunday. They ended up winning the game in overtime on that buzzer beater, which is why Chicago is going to be highly motivated to play us on Wednesday. Trey Young gave it his all against Brooklyn. They fell short in some possessions down the stretch. Trey Young had a bad game against the Knicks before that, and they got rolled out of Madison Square Garden. So Trey Young is the key. I like for him to get everybody involved, but get everybody involved, but still be aggressive with your scoring. Because if you're getting everybody involved and they're trying to stay attached to people who are potential outlets from Trey Young's drives, Trey Young needs to touch the paint. They say it in the uh, on the broadcast all the time. Touch the paint, collapse the defense, make them make a decision, then that's when you go with your floater. That's when you go with the lob. That's when you go with a jump shot or kick it out to somebody. Put pressure on the defenses that you're guarding. There's games he hasn't been as aggressive, and there's games where he has been, like against Charlotte, and they've won. Or games like Brooklyn where they lost, but they played a great game. Trey Young had 14 assists against the Bulls last time, but he turned it on later in the game after struggling from the field. Trey is going to be the key this week. If Trey Young is aggressive, offensively scoring the ball and getting everybody else involved, they're going to win these three games, especially with the contributions from Bogey, DeAndre Hunter, A.J. Griffin, and who can be unsung heroes. Will it be a Kaminsky? Will it be an Aaron Holiday? Will it be a, 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 a Trent Forrest? Will it be a Kongu? Who else can step up? So it's next man up, Trey Young being aggressive. And truly, with these three teams, the, and the key is going to be night to night, is defending. The Hawks are a top 20 team in defensive rating right now, which is still an improvement for last year. The offense is still behind. But defense can turn into offense. So that's what they need to really hang their hat on, especially starting tonight against Orlando. Again, that game is at 730 here. At the State Farm Arena in Atlanta, and actually every game this week that they play in Atlanta, it's going to be a 7.30 tip-off. So should be easy to remember. Game tonight, game Wednesday, game Friday. Then they're going to be off a few days before they take on the Pacers on the road next Tuesday after Christmas on the 27th of December. One road game away, and they're going to have two home games to close out the year against the Brooklyn Nets which is going to be a fun one. And then they welcome the Los Angeles Lakers, who will likely be without Anthony Davis, but LeBron James will still be on that team. So that's going to be a fun one to watch on the 30th of December before the new year rolls around. So some wonderful games to end the month of December. What does it depend on? 
Trey Young, your defense, and getting everybody else involved who is healthy. And let's see who we can get back. Like I said, I'm going to be on standby for John Collins and DeJounte Murray updates this week so that we can put that out on our socials. And we know exactly the trajectory of this team. Getting DeJounte Murray back, and then you have Hunter playing the way he is, Bogey playing the way he is, and A.J. Griffin to play the way he is. If they can really just hone in on the defensive end, which they seem to have, they seem to have been this year, maybe not consistently, which is a running theme, consistency right now. That's why they're 500, but they're not far off. They're not far off. So we'll see if they can right their wrongs against the Orlando Magic tonight. And if you love what you heard from me today, give us five stars, give us a good review, share it, and tell everybody about one of the best podcasts out there covering the Atlanta Hawks. And you know the drill. Share with fellow Hawks fans, NBA fans, Georgia sports fans, basketball fans. Put them onto the program. Put them onto our Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at EthosHawks on Twitter. That's at EthosHawks. And then follow myself on Twitter at BradJarrett67. That is Brad, J-A-R-R-E-T-T-67. I have a blog post that's coming out this week talking about the lack thereof consistency and the overarching themes that are plaguing this team for their start. So I will put that out on my social and the Ethos Hawks Twitter account will be putting that out as well. So uh, be on the lookout for that. I'm going to be pushing that so you can read that and get my takes on how things are going and what needs to change and get ready for the next episode. Hopefully we're going to be talking about a Hawks win after this Orlando Magic game. So we'll catch you guys next time. Have a great rest of your Monday. Let's go Hawks.